All right. So, and we're back here at the Rhino Sports Talk podcast. And first time in a while, Drew's back here with me. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing very well. Uh, was on a hiatus, mostly just due to other things that I had prioritized over Drew's dimes. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gone, done. but never forgotten. I guess <laughs> I haven't but done now back. either. I'm like Jesus in this bitch, just <laughs> resurrecting this uh, segment's, you know, tenure. And we're going to talk about some fun stuff today. Yeah. First off, do you want to plug your new post that you had about spring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, check it out, The Sports Caboose with Austin Drews. It's my blog um, that I actually had a very long hiatus for. I hadn't posted on that and coming up on a year, which was sad because I was posting pretty regularly. I'm trying to get back into that. So, yeah, it's The Sports Caboose with Austin Drews. Um, I'll have, I have pods on there posts. And the last post that I had was about, uh, why I like this time of year the most in terms of sports seasons, right around the start of the masters, um, final four masters area. Yeah. It was Just, right after Villanova won, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was right, right in the middle of last week. And I think that's like prime sports timeline, uh, just with everything that's happening. So definitely check that one out. Um, along with a myriad of other older posts that I have <laughs> that are now very much dated. Uh, yeah, still still funny, one. still good, uh, great, rather, uh, but dated for sure. Um, That's where this segment actually originates from, yes, from that post. From from my own thing. I saw Dilfer's dimes when he, was used, when he used to be on whatever NFL countdown or whatever. Yeah, it was countdown. And that dipshit didn't deserve that cool of a name for a segment. So Dilfer's dipshit dimes became Drew's dimes, and it was Took me doing satirical stuff and kind of writing satirical things and weird rants that's kind of evolved into your segment here, which is more of me just angry, shouting things that make no real sense at all. But still, I managed to, I don't know, you, you keep asking me to do it, so I'm like, all right, man, I mean... <laughs> Gotta, don't gotta, don't you don't have to ask me twice to come on and talk about stupid stuff and shout for a while and sound like a moron. Yeah. Uh, before we get to this week's Drews's dimes, what about Villanova winning it? Obviously, that's still no surprise. A little dated. It's yeah. no surprise. Not at all. Uh, I mean, they, they shot the hell out of the ball. They had the best offensive team in the country. They had won it two years ago. A couple of those guys were back. Jay Wright's a great coach. They had a weaker region. Uh, it was. Once they got to the Final Four, I was like, it's theirs to lose. It really and, was. Just you know, Michigan, I, I picked Michigan to lose in the finals to Duke, though, not to Villanova, so rip. But Still I did pick Michigan to lose in the finals, so I had that going for me. I just didn't think Michigan had the juice to beat them. Yeah. And Villanova's just so good. And the way that they throttled Kansas was just – That was insane. The thing is, it kind of made me happy that Duke didn't win against Kansas because I did. I couldn't have bore that. That, that would have been being like Joel and beat out. Oh there. my! Just <laughs> oh my! Just the absolute beatdown. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but was, congratulations, Villanova again. Uh, I was more stoked on the women's national championship, to be honest. That it wasn't UConn? Uh, no, because <laughs> I like dynasties. I think dynasties are cool, especially with with UConn. They're very much they, – they're, they, they're better than the wooden dynasty. Don't at me. They're better because the dudes that were playing in Wooden's era for the men's side, no fucking way no that way. the talent level then 
was anywhere close to the talent level it is now. Even though you have completely different, you know, you have men's versus women's basketball, it's a whole other argument. But I'm saying the talent that, the talent equivalency that the women's UConn teams have faced, I think, is way higher than that wooden era UCLA team. Granted, I was not alive to see those basketball <laughs> players, but still, still, I think that the UConn women's team is far more impressive. So I like when UConn wins. I, I, I'm not a UConn fan, but I like when they win. Yeah. I think it's cool uh, with how dominant they can be. Um, I'm such a, I'm such a back and I'm so wishy washy with dominant teams. Like I hate it with Golden State, hate, hate it with, with New Patriots. England, but I love it with UConn women's basketball. <laughs> but uh, they're different though. It's not it, like it they built different. their team by. It's a college team. Yeah, it's a college, it's a college team. team. Yeah, college teams that are. It's a lot harder to do. Yeah, that. it's a lot yeah. harder, like which, can't, like Kentucky recently, which just says so much about Gino Ariama and what he's able to do. He's do you think just he'll like, ever? You think he'll ever go to like the league or anything? Try and go test his hand at NBA. Go why? to the men's game at all? Because he's been approached about it, but when uh, well, but the thing is, is what's opening. what's dumb. I think is I I don't think that he would ever do that, um, and I don't think it's necessarily anything to say like that he needs more to accomplish. You know, I, what does he get by coaching men that's any different than coaching women? I mean, they're all they're all high caliber D one athletes. I don't think yeah, that he necessarily has to coach men to prove anything. I think that that's it's the same game. It's the same game, and you know, you coach styles differently just because of athleticism Mm -hmm. but that's about it i mean it's still basketball so i don't know that he literally i don't know that he has anything else to prove i don't know that he has to go to the men's game i think it's kind of obnoxious to not not you just the notion in general yeah Uh, i was just bringing up no no no, no, i know i know i know i know know. (laughs) just the notion in general that people bring that up that he needs to go to the men's game i think is dumb Mm -hmm. um no he's he's fine where he's at props to notre dame those two buzzer beaters, it was just their year, man. Yes, it was their just year. their year, and they – Notre Dame's got a great team. Like It's not like there was anybody in that Final Four that didn't deserve were, to be a national champion. Yeah, they were 33-1. and one. They had one like, loss all season. That's Like, they were a great team, and, yeah. they, and they earned it. And that, that fall-away shot by uh, – I can't remember. Inabuki, in I want to say is her yeah, name. Yeah, something, something like that. that. I, I apologize for butchering of the last names always but man she hit a couple she had some onions man she hit a couple of huge shots including one for the national championship which was just dope i can't stop watching that video it was awesome both kind of dated but cool um to the dimes now though yeah to the dimes you wanted to talk dumb rules in sports i did and i and your first one i think before we before we get into that Ogan Bowale is how you. Ogan Bowale. Ogan Bowale. Ogan Bowale. That's her. We had to get the name right before we can move on. Yeah, dumb rules in sports is what this uh, topic's about, and I think I've I've been listening a lot. I mean, we obviously everyone knows about dumb rules because you're always like, oh, why is that called? Such as three in the key in basketball is the biggest one that's never called, and it's really dumb no matter what. And I know we've had discussions about it. I want your take on that one before we move on to any other ones. Offensive or defensive? Because I o- mean, offensive o- is three second. I'm that's no, yeah, okay. one I'm talking about. The okay, so, so so your offensive three second violation. Yeah, the I defense under- is five seconds. Yes, I understand. Well, defensive three in the key is only an NBA rule. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Um, I was thinking more college mm-hmm. level still. So okay, so offensive three seconds is a rule that I think is valuable because it opens up the game. It allows for not just driving lanes and guys just sitting in under the basket and just waiting for the ball. Because I think that, you know, you have to have a fluidity to the game, 
but the way it's enforced is dumb. I don't think it should ever be called if a player doesn't touch the ball. If they don't touch the ball on a possession, you shouldn't call that that violation because it had no influence on the play. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Just, I, he stood I there to stand there. It was that's what not I'm saying. If he wants to, if he or she wants to sit there like a dumbass and clog up the offense and just claw and just take up space in the lane, mm-hmm. that's the player's prerogative. If they want to not be fluid, I don't have a problem with that. If they want to hurt their own offense. As soon as they are sitting there for three seconds or more and touch the ball and influence the play, influence the play, got to get them. Get, yeah. You got to get it. Just boom. Like catch it, one, two, three. It just it has to do something with well, it. Well, if you're in the lane, one, two, three, catch the ball, got to get them. Because if like they're just posting up down low and just sitting there forever waiting for it, got to get it as soon as they get the ball. Yeah. But if, if the teammate never gets in the ball, don't stop, don't stop the game. Yeah. Don't don't interrupt the flow, because if a player hits a sh- if another pl- player takes a shot and hits it, it, it had no influence anyway because they already made that other layup. Now if they're sitting under there, as soon as the shot goes up, clock resets, so you can't have three in the key going up on a rebound like that. Yeah. So that, I mean, that negates it anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying I think as far as the way the rule should be written and the way that the and I, I need to see the exact language on how it's written, but the way it's enforced and when I see it. And the biggest thing that gets me about three in the key is people in the stands shouting about it. They act like three seconds is just like this horrible, flagrant thing. Hey, three seconds, death. It's like, sh- first of all, shut the fuck up. Secondly, it's not that big of a deal. It's it's just a violation. You know, yeah, you see turnovers. Yeah, you know, it has no real influence other than changing possession, yeah. which is not that – that happens all yeah, the time, all time in basketball. That's kind of the point. So, like, I don't have a big issue with the rule itself. It's how it's interpreted yeah. that bothers me. It's the same thing that you were just talking about before we came on about traveling. Traveling the same way. You could The argument I just made, literally you could have swapped the two violations and the rest of what I said. Any and violation. It would have been, and really. it would have been, pretty much, and it would have been equally valid. Because traveling is another one of those things. Every time somebody touches the ball, I hear some idiot in the stands yelling travel and i'm like dude what game are you watching yeah because that wasn't a travel first of all secondly shut up let you know if you're that worried about it go be a ref go be a ref <laughs> if you care that much go be a ref you know they're always looking for officials grab a fucking whistle that's my slogan that's gonna be the sl- that's gonna be the title they're of this always pod. looking they're grab always looking for officials go grab a fucking whistle it's so annoying <laughs> backseat officials Drive me crazy. I have a bias, inherent bias because I umpire. Yeah, I mean, same thing. And I have to hear idiots all the time just say stupid shit. <laughs> and the only reason they say it is because they think that they know what they're talking about and they can impress the rest of the moms that they wish they were banging instead of their <laughs> ugly wife, you know? Like, that's why they shout those things. It's to seem like they're so knowledgeable. Like, I'm so freaking cool. I wear, like, Oakleys and have a dope set of Nikes, and I'm 55, but, like, I don't really have a retirement and, you know, anything for my kids. But, hey, check out my sweet toys, man. I scream at my wife in public. Like, that's that's what those guys are like, and they just shout travel for no reason, and it's dumb, and, and they don't get it. Yeah. And, like, I think that everybody should be kind of – explained the rules better before yeah, like, they're allowed to watch. I think you should have to know how the game is played before you watch it. 
you know. At least before you start yelling. I mean, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, you can have no idea what's going on, but don't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Don't say anything. I mean, that's what you, that's the biggest thing is you'll see people that are have never seen the game before. They're going out to watch their first game. It's their kid. It's their nephew. It's family member. Whatever. And they're like, "That's a travel." It's like you've never watched basketball before. Why are you calling that or something like that? And I think the most egregious foul of this with the violations that we're talking about is that the call it both ways kind of thing. That I that camp. Hate that camp. Where they're literally call saying call it both ways is the biggest bullshit anyone has ever said to just, an official. And it just happens one it has to happen one time. One call in a not even in a pivotal situation. It's like, any oh they call. traveled. Yeah. And it's an call. obvious one. It's like, oh I'll call it both ways. No. It's like, no, dude, no, no. we tipped off twenty seconds ago. Like, <laughs> like, like there's there, there's seven minutes and 40 seconds left in the first quarter like of it, this jv game like take it easy and you're, you're only your teams had the ball <laughs> yeah and that's the thing only your teams had the ball i've had somebody when i was umpiring say call it both ways in the top of the first wow i've literally had that happen to me and, and the thing is dude call it both ways they, they there's the assumption that the officials give a crap about the outcome the officials just uh, you're hearing it from straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. We don't care who wins. We just want to get off the field. We get paid by the game, not the hour, baby. We're trying to be in and out. It's not about anything other than being in and out, finishing the game as quickly as we can, yeah. as well as we can officiate it, making sure that it's called correctly and that we just get off the floor. But just because Timmy can't throw a fucking strike <laughs> or – Fucking Johnny over there can't stop picking his nose while he dribbles and somehow picks up the ball too and double dribble. You know, that's not yeah. the official's fault. No. And, and we're kind of going way off track of the dumb rules. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to come back here in a second. But, but like, it just, it's those camps of people that just want to scream at officials that I think almost makes the rule dumb. Exactly. I mean, that's like, what it really it, does. It really does. Like, it makes it seem like, man, why do we even enforce that if everybody complains about it? You can't have that mindset because, like, mm. you know, rules are there for a reason. But, like, you got to have some rules or else the game makes no sense. But, like, seriously, I could do a whole other dime about people that just say st- – I have notes of it. Oh, they it just say no, stupid we'll, stuff. Yeah, we'll get back to this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, we'll get – well, that's going to be a whole other pod. But, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, the biggest thing is the refs don't care. They about, don't. They don't, except they do for no un- unless you're Tim Donahue. <laughs> that's okay, a different situation tim donahue <laughs> is not betting on eighth grade basketball okay those were nba games hey, you never know you gotta be a compulsive gambler so <laughs> i mean there's something there anyways back to the dumb rules now that we took off that tangent um are there any mlb obviously has been controversial a little bit with some dumb rules nfl we'll get to that in a minute but like the infield fly rule was the biggest one a couple of years ago when the, that happened to the braves where he, the interpretation was weird but that's mainly the interpretation of the rules that should be updated. What do you think about any of that? Do MLB? you like the infield fly rule? I okay. Let me put it. There's two different ways. I do like it in a certain to a certain extent. It's the way that it's written that is wrong. Because when I was in I back home, I refed uh, men's league softball, co-ed softball, like the slow pitch and all that. And how they interpret it as if it's in the infield, you stop it so that you stop like if it's the infield with runners on under two outs it's so that you don't just miss a ball and cut like have to yeah you it, run it's, a double it's, play. it's, it's, it's meant it's, to protect base yeah. runners from getting doubled off and it's a good rule but it's the fact of in the rule it's written how it's actually like written with air quotes is 
and, and more interpreted than written, is that if an infielder can make a play on the ball, it's still technically infield fly rule. It's, if it's, it's a pop-up. If it's a fair batted ball with runners on first and second with less than two outs, yeah. then an infielder can make a play on it with ordinary effort. And it that's the way it's written. Is that I don't they think have to be able to make ordinary effort. Yeah, that's do you the need the do you it. need the runner on second? I thought it was just if there was a double play available. First, that it's first and second. Okay, I thought it was at outs. least first and no first okay. and second. Mind. Less than two outs, and it has to be a fair ball. Yeah, fair, obviously f- a fair flat pop fly, like a fair fly ball. Yeah, that less you, than two outs, runners on first and second. But an infielder has to be able to make a play with ordinary effort. It does not matter where the ball goes. Yeah. It does not matter um, who actually makes the play. It's that an infielder has to be within reach. So it could be back behind second in the outfield grass that the shortstop could walk underneath and the center fielder could actually catch it. Yeah. But you don't have to catch the ball. And that's kind of a thing of how people are trained where the outfielders mm-hmm. are supposed to call it call it since they're coming in kind of thing yeah but more of what i'm thinking of is that do you remember the braves thing yeah two three years ago see and that was one i think that the officials just called it too soon yeah they did because that um, thing carry they called it and it kept carrying out Yeah, and the thing is, is that's when simmons was here, still there here's oh, another thing about the infield fly rule that a lot of people don't know is that you can call it at any time yeah you can call it, it as soon as it hits the bat you can you call it right off the bat you shouldn't no but you can call it Right when he's making the catch, you can call infield fly. Yeah, it's which it's courtesy. Which is going to put you in a bad situation. Yeah, I've had as that an happen. Official, you got to kind of pick your spot. You got to be able it to, when it's at a reasonable point. And again, that more or less down to judgment. And more, more or less, when the I was taught it was you call it at the apex of it. Yeah, that's when you're looking for it, and you just kind of got to take a take a look around and kind of read the room, mm-hmm. so to speak. But yeah, you can literally call it whenever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, infield fly is a tough one because a lot of people don't understand, again, how it's written and how it's meant to be interpreted. It sounds like it, all these rules just really need to be rewritten or something. Not necessarily rewritten. I would argue that people just need to understand them. I think people need to know the exact language. The mm. problems that we get are, back to another baseball example, is what's one of the first things you're taught as a base runner when you have a, a ground ball in the infield and it's a close play at first, as a when I'm a base runner, you're saying you stay on the base or you go back. Or I'm just confused what you so, mean. So you have a close a bang bang play at first. Okay. What's one of the first cliches that you hear growing up? Runner gets the tie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which literally the rule book? I will give you a hundred dollars if you can show it to me because I guarantee you can't. The rule book does not acknowledge the existence of a tie. It doesn't because it's because it either was beat never. It or you didn't. Yeah, and it's it's the instant replay of it, which is a whole nother topic I want to get into on a different pod about uh, with instant replay. Now you can actually say, is it a tie? Who won? Who lost? But that's and they didn't have that back when they're writing the rules in eighteen fifty. The other thing is too is one the rule book doesn't acknowledge the existence of a tie, and if it did, it technically would go to the fielder because you have to achieve the base before the out is made so if it's simultaneous that's not before yeah so you would still technically be out so whenever i would have that and i would have somebody say oh tie goes to the runner i'm like first of all no no secondly even if that were the case you'd still be wrong third go jump in a lake (laughs) your team's down 15 nothing i want to go home um (laughs) i think a rule that is really stupid 
is um, the different interpretations of a pick to first and a first to third, and the different way. You mean third to first? Like yeah. Like the, the right-handed pickoff where he fakes the, third the go le- to one. Yeah, yes. Right-handed okay. pickoff, fake to third, go to one. Because there is only one division that you can make that move. Men, like It's high school. Can't, no, you can't anymore. They can't. If, they, if they, they outlawed that my senior year. Okay. So you can no longer, in Federation rules, according to that, make a third to first yeah. move. Because you can't do it in the pros. You can't do it in college. You used to be able to do it in high school. And you can't just, do it in any youth leagues. You can probably do it in some high schools. Depends on the state, obviously. Mm-hmm. In Colorado, you can't. Mm-hmm. That's where I played. So. And the thing is, is the fact that it even existed, I think, is dumb. Because I don't think you should be able to feign to any base without breaking the rubber. So the fact that it was there that you could fake to first, or sorry, sorry, fake to third, and then turn and throw to another base without disengaging. And it'd be technically a balk usually. Na- yes, that would be a balk. It, see, if you, if you do that to first as a lefty or as a righty and step straight back, which is a weird move and it's awkward, but if you don't throw to first, it's a balk. Yeah. But I think to have it the other way where you could fake to third and then throw to first is stupid. Yeah, I mean, like, and it also that, doesn't if that's work. No longer, yeah, and it never works. But if it's no, and it, you just have to have really bad base runners. Yeah, you or overly have, aggressive base runners. Like where um, they're going on when you're picking a third, yeah. but. But then you got to watch, the, you know, the run from. Run yeah, that's from a whole. It's a, again, a whole that's other a issue. But like, I just think that the idea of that was stupid because I don't think that you should have an exception to a right-hander that a left-hander wouldn't get. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh well, the lefty can you know get those those fading to thirds, and it's like, or sorry, to first. I'm first, like, no, they third. don't. You, no. if you if they step it first without disengaging, they have to throw. So it should be the same thing for a right-hander. Yeah. You know, it's like... Like, there's a lot more rules for being left-handed. Because, like, for example, I, I mean, I don't know if you ever had this happen, but, like, the, the imaginary line... The 45. 45 rule mm-hmm. where... That, see, and, that's, and the thing is... People play with that, too. Well, they do. And that just comes down to the official looking for it. The yeah. official that's covering, what, no matter how many you have on your crew, typically you'd have, you know, two, three, two. or four mm-hmm. if you're going to have people picking. Um, so whoever the official is on the, on that particular base needs to be aware of that 45. They need yeah. to have an idea. They need to spot it in their head because a few years ago in the major leagues, they actually brought that out in spring training. They drew a 45 on the mound. I don't remember that. That was but... actually something they did in spring training. Everybody hmm. hated it, which yeah, is I mean... fine. And I think it should <laughs> be subject to interpretation, but I think it's important that you have that yeah. because then you don't have people stepping to f- stepping home and throwing it first and and that sort of thing. And I think that that's a good rule. I actually like the idea of having a 45 line. Just so it has – you can actually see it. there's no argument there. Yeah. You either stepped on it or you didn't, you know. And it's like if it's permanently on the mound and it's not chalk. Yeah, like you, it's like a rubber. Like, like it's a another ba- rubber, yeah, basically. Yeah, essentially another rubber. Um, so, like, I like that. I yeah. think it would be easier for officials – It'll be Apparently, a lot it was a p- huge problem. All the pitchers complained about it, which, hey, man, don't balk. You know, that's how I see it. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you're going to complain, don't balk. You could, like, they're just cheating the rule, basically. Exactly. And they're, they're, they're just like, well, oh, we can't do that anymore. It's stupid. Kind of like that for third to first. Yeah. But. See, and if it's in the rule book, I don't see a problem because the 45 is literally acknowledged as a rule. So I don't understand why you wouldn't be able to do that and have the rubber. So I think it's dumb that they took it away. Yeah. I would have liked it as an official. Granted, I'm not working major league games. <laughs> Yet. But still, I probably could go to pro school, but 
I don't know. That's not really my not my dream. Tr- yeah. Um, I. I think the some of these rules that we're seeing that are are dumb are these ejections in football. Are okay. Are you because I wanted to transition to that next too, and I saw something about because I was reading Bill Simmons and he said that the ejection, the ejection rules, some of them are good, but it's the ones that are for taunting that are not good when you're dancing on or whatever, and that's stupid. And I I agree. agree. Yeah, I agree. It's a game. It's a game. It's actually people are supposed to have fun. It's a game, and you know, it's like they're talking about sportsmanship. Have that in the youth level. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be able to taunt. But these are grown ass men. Like, they'll they'll get over it. They'll yeah. get over it. Like, <laughs> like, like in you the, know, I hate I hate this term. I think it's stupid. But like, get over it, snowflake. Like, uh, like seriously. Yeah, like for for that kind of stuff. And like, there there was another rule that the NFL wanted to do where they would implement harsher like penalties for players using the N word on the field. Yeah. They actually did implement that, but But it's like, how do you know who said it? I know that. I know that guy in the danger said it, (laughs) but still, even then, like you could think, you know, but it's like, that's just so that, that means so many different things to a wide variety of people to just like say, you can't say specific words. It's like flag a guy and just have it like profanity. You know, and again, that's still subject to to some interpretation. But everybody knows profanity. You know, it's and it, like, it's it, all, like, it always it's happens like, on the field too. Yeah, and it always happens. It's part of the game. Guys talk shit. Yeah, that's just how it is. W- women do too. Athletes talk shit. That's part of the game. That, that's it's part about of it. being competitive. Yeah. Now, in the youth level, like flag younger it. kids, flag the shit out of it. You yeah. can't have kids doing that because they're not professionals. You can't have a little five year old out there just. Exactly. Talk, saying all that all you can't, the time. You can't have a, you can't have a five year old mad dogging and you know, tinkling <laughs> in other people's orange slices. That can't happen. No. But like on the professional level, that's ridiculous. Like and these then, dudes are 30, 40 years old that know the vocabulary. They know, know what they're saying. They know what they're saying. Yeah. So it's like to flag them on that, and it's the official. It's like, dude, if they're not saying it to you, why the fuck do you care? Exactly. Why do you care? And you know, if they go and make contact, but if a couple guys jaw after a play, I like it. I like chippiness. I, it shows that they're competitive. That's yeah. cool to me. Yeah, and uh, I just don't like the taking the edge out of the game. Like I understand making it safer. I understand like wanting to make sure that it's more inclusive. But do that at the youth level. Don't do that at the professional level. Yeah, keep it in high not, school and less. Yes, high school and less. But college pros, let them talk all the shit they want to. Yeah. I mean, especially in college, you're going to see that a lot because that's, like, their end of the line for a lot of the guys, too. They know they're not going to make it, so they're going to be, like, talking and stuff. Well, that and if you're ejecting just, dudes, dudes for that. dudes are just competitive. Yeah, that's, and if you're ejecting guys in college that are – they aren't getting paid. They're oh, amateurs, no. which aren't don't, even – Don't take them out amateur. of the game. Yeah. Don't take them out of the game. If they're getting flagged for that. Yeah. Like, that's that's dumb. I have no problem with – I have no problem with flags on these on these penalties. Yeah, I saw back, – Back to ejections. With the ejection stuff – for these targeting rules, I think they're stupid because they're going so fast, man. You can't kick them out of a game for something like that. Now, if it's like a dude that's totally out of the play and like he's on the opposite end of the field and he just cracks, just back cracks some dude, mm-hmm. that's unacceptable because it's not part of the play. 
you know, but you see these guys that come flying over the middle and just level these dudes. Yeah, like a clean like, hit. Not a clean hit, it's, but... It's the inherent risk of playing the game, man. And I think that's like, why. <laughs> and that's the thing about football. It's high intensity. It's collisions. These guys are big, strong, and fast. Like, you have a lot of dudes with brain damage and stuff, but, like... That's you, what happens when that's you hit head-to-head. That's what happens when you're hitting head-to-head. And if you want to get rid of those hits, don't let them use hard helmets. Because then they're leading with it. Yeah, it's like the, a giant shield. Have you ever, like, worn a helmet? Like, did you play football in high school yeah, with the helmets not, and stuff? Not high school, but, but like, like, they're not quality. No, they're, I mean, they're, they're good quality. Like, they'll sustain, but it's the padding on the inside that's not very, like, not enough to do anything. It's good. It's like, it's not even, it's hard. It's The padding is still hard on the inside. It's not yeah. going to cushion anything. Well, if it, anything else is going to well, increase, I'm, the, I'm, increase I'm the I'm talking the about the hard outer shells and those, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. hard face masks, whether they're plastic or, you know, the metals with the, the other Aluminum or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That is a giant shield for oh, a yeah. guy to lead with. If you want to cut down on that, like, have you ever noticed we never have this conversation with rugby? Yeah, because they, they don't, don't wear pads nor helmets. And they don't lead with their head because of that. Exactly. So it's like, take away those really hard pads. Like, there has to be some company that could develop different suits. Or, like, they could wear the helmets that, like, keepers and soccer wear or something like that. Or, like, the old school leather. Not yes. leather, but, like, the, the step know, up from the leather. Something like that. But, like, with those hard face masks and stuff, that's why these dudes are getting hurt. Yeah. Because they're leading with their heads. If you take That's away the weapon, dudes aren't going to do that. They're going to be a lot less likely to do, and they're going to clean form tackle at the waist. They're not yeah, going to go not, high. They're, they're not, not going to go super low because yeah. they still would be leading with their bare fucking face. <laughs> so I think those targeting rules are stupid. And the other thing, back to the ejections being dumb, is you're going to throw a dude out of the game for one play. For, for one play, for a bang bang play. You know, again, if it's dirty, that's one thing. But like the Gronk dude didn't just... get ejected. <laughs> that, that? Do you remember that hit Gronk gave to that dude? Yeah. Uh, the Buffalo dude. He didn't get ejected for that. I know. And but yet yeah, like, another but... dude can get ejected for going a centimeter too low or too high. Excuse me. Yeah. For on just a, a hit, little bit too on a high. clean hit where he didn't even hit his head is just the fact that he whiplashed because of the hit. Exactly. Or like those dudes that do kind of get with their head. It's like. Don't go over the middle. Like. Yeah. If you can't take you know, it. And part of it, you know, the quarterback might just have thrown him a bad ball. You know, some of that's not on the defensive player. It's on everyone in that it's, situation. It's, it's just how the play unfolded. Like, I would equate it to a guy, like, who was that player? I think it might have been in the NBA that went up for a dunk and kind of got hung up a little bit. Or like Evan Turner oh, when he was in college. You're talking the guy that Vince Carter just hap- did, had that happen to for the... Yeah, and they just kind of oh, hang shit. on the rim a little bit and mm. they just kind of lose control. And the momentum just keeps the going. The momentum just carries them. I equate it to something like that. Where it's a freak accident. It just happens. Yeah. You know? And like with football, obviously it's a lot more likely. Because go, of this. To throw a guy out of a game, like, come on. Just flag them. I have no problem with penalties. Yeah, penalties are penalties fine. Penalties are fine. To an extent. Unless you're start. Well, I mean, for that situation, I mean, yes. it slows the game down. But, like, to flag that stuff is cool. It's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Or, like, to have maybe you get two. You get two, third one, you're gone. You know? Yeah. T- two of those penalties and you're gone. Two, but two get, of those and then you. But could literally get ejected on the first play from scrimmage. Like He could get ejected on a kickoff. Fair enough. Yeah, you could get <laughs> like, ejected on the kickoff. The only time you can't get ejected like, is a is the coin flip. That's about the it, only it time. It's just like, dude, come on. You don't want to be throwing guys out of games that don't need to be get, getting thrown out of games. 
The only time people should be getting thrown out is if it's if their attitude is just that bad. Yeah, you know they're, they're saying Vontes stuff they don't fixed. need to be, and they're trying out there trying to hurt people. But mm-hmm. like if you're just playing hard, that, that, there's nothing just, wrong. To, to to quote Rasheed Wallace, dude's just playing hard, my man. Like what are you supposed to do? Yeah, but to there's eject them, to I do. think is dumb. Very, I agree. I mean, ejections are are necessary to an extent, but it's the fact of how far that extent is going is the problem there yeah but and it should be disciplinary for guys that are you don't put a kid in time out for not for for just being a kid yeah you know if they're maliciously attacking another student and getting in trouble and causing harm that's something that's else. a completely different issue but if a kid just happens to box tim you know timmy just happens to box johnny out a little hard at recess and you're not gonna he t- just made <laughs> timmy had good position Gave him the business, boxed him out, and Tommy gets a scrape because he hits the deck. That's not Timmy's fault. No. Tommy or whoever I'm the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about, the kid that gets laid out. That's not hit. That's not the dude that boxed him out's problem. Get no. better position. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you just get beat in football. Sometimes you just get lit up. That's how the game goes. That's exactly and same. I mean, you can see ejections in like other sports too that where that happens. But I mean. It's just the physicality of playing sport. That's the biggest thing. Um, are there, what's the dumbest rule that you can think of off the top of your head right now that you've we haven't talked about yet? Like if it's, we, it, it, if it, someone it, said name a sport, I'll try to think of something. Name a sport. Um, well, we kind of covered NBA a lot, so I'm thinking MLB more than anything because I'm assuming with the NF go with MLB and, and with the NFL you're kind of you, you'd go ejections with it. I'm mm-hmm. assuming. NBA, you're probably you're going to go either three in the key for either offense or defensive in general. But some of that, I think a lot of it is overall just come down to ejections because I you see ejections the most in baseball, and they totally need to be there <laughs> Did you? because they get argued with all the time. Yeah. The problem is what the trend has become is you see these giant screaming matches between these coaches and these umpires, and I'm like. That shouldn't happen. No. That should never happen. Did you see the Nationals the other day with Rendon? Now, I'm speaking, now that you brought up a Jackson, that, that made me think of this. Uh, Rendon literally, he struck out on a bad pitch. I mean, not a bad pitch, but it was a good pitch. And he thought it was not worthy. So he flipped his, he literally stood there, flipped his bat onto the ground, took his gloves off, and was like doing what every MLB de- player does when it's the last out, because it was the last out of the inning. Yeah. And... See, he gets taught. He literally got ran because he flipped his bat. Well, the thing is, too, is what it comes down to is if you have these, it's all a judgment call, which yeah. is fine because you, I mean, you have some things that are objective. Like if a guy charges you, use intimidation, profanity. Um, again, this is speaking from my high school umpire experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you, you have every right to object them, eject them, not object them, eject them. Can um, object to ob- eject them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. If a guy's showing me up, you know, I'm going to have a problem with that. And I feel like sometimes officials get a little bit too sensitive, you know. Yeah. It's like just have a conversation, man. But if they're jawing you all game and then something like that happens and it's borderline, that's one thing. But I just think that to be quick to eject in general is bad. Yeah, very. Because when you dump a dude, it's hard to really put him back in because you can't. Yeah. You want to you want to – you want ejections to be last resort, you know, like this give a just, couple warnings and then do it. Well, you give a warning the way I've kind of been taught, you, you know, the dude's John at you, you ignore him. Then, you know, they keep talking. I hear you. All right, coach. I got you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. 
Um, then they keep they keep arguing the point, and you're like, "All right, that's enough. That's your warning." And you don't say it's your first warning or anything or your last one. That's Good. your warning. That's it because mm-hmm. you've officially warned them with that language. Then if they keep jawing at you, you say, "Coach, you're now restricted." That means they can't leave the dugout. As soon as they do, they're immediately ejected. Hmm. I didn't um, know the restricted rule. Mm-hmm. That's smart. That's it should smart. be far more used is to keep people restricted. And I like that in hockey a lot is you have the penalty box. Yep. You know, you have to go sit in there for a little while and think about it. Then restricted if they're still John, then you then, then you, you have no them. choice but to run them. Yeah, you can give them five, five options mm-hmm. there basically. Five like you give them all – Freaking day, man! But if they're, you know, if they're crazy out of the bat, sometimes sk- steps need to be skipped. Yeah. But I think with the majors too, a lot of the time, what we don't understand is some of the pressure that those umpires are under, and the amount of Every, pressure, especially in the MLB, those players are under. Oh my lanta! The amount of money <laughs> that is on the line for those guys, and it's like, and we get surprised when they lose their head or when they're using roids or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody needs to just take the pressure down a notch. Yeah. And I think we'd see far fewer of these instances overall. Yeah. I think before we wrap up on ML or M- on your NBA dumbest rule that we haven't talked about yet, I want to talk about that specifically uh, with the, like with that, we saw Shohei Otani who's slugging right now. He's five home runs, leads the MLB in home runs, leads the almost was leading the MLB in strikeouts for a while there. Oh, just over two starts. Like he's a two-way star, yeah, pitcher, Stanton hitter, now, isn't it? What? That's Stanton now, isn't it? What? He struck out more times in April than like DiMaggio <laughs> did in an entire season. <laughs> yeah. Nice trade, Derek. <laughs> and that's gonna be another one. Is fuck you, Marlins. Yeah. Um. Anyways, going back to Otani, uh, he back in spring training, he had a 27 ERA. He wasn't doing anything well. And people were – he wasn't even hitting, wasn't doing – I mean, he had one hit and, like, six at-bats or something like that. Anyways, he wasn't doing anything. People were calling for him because he's so expensive. He's not even that expensive. He's only, like, $3 million. His posting fee is so expensive. To put start him out in double-A because he's not ready for the majors. Then comes out and throws two near-perfect games. In set, two, he had a perfect game through seven two nights ago. He ha- In this first start, he had a perfect game through five, only allowed one hit, and set down 14 in a row after that. Or he started out with uh, an inning and then had five perfect innings where he sat down 14 in a row, set down 13 in a row to start the next game, which was that uh, 20, he had 27 in a row at one point. Athletics set down to start a season. He is one of the best players in the MLB right now, and people were calling for him to start in double A because he was not ready. And I think it was a good call to not put him in double A and start here. And that's just how much pressure that yeah, people were no, calling exactly. for. Exactly. People were calling the call for his job. He hadn't played in yeah. a regular season no, game he yet. He only played in Japan. He's only 23. Mm-hmm. He's never seen what spring training is. He's never played in February, in March. He's, like, their season in Japan doesn't start till April. It's just like just like America. Same season length. He's just never like it's it's all new to him. Well, that until and, stepped like, onto the a fact baseball that field. the dude was born and raised in Japan. He'd never really been here i don't think he ever been here until he like i don't know signed. like i don't know otani's timeline but i can't imagine he spent a ton of time in the states no I, he never you played know, for, like, he didn't play for the japan world classic team either. that's what i'm saying like it, he's just and he's good a lot of this okay a lot of this comes down to just impatience yeah it really but does i think 
We're getting queued. We got to get out of here. Yeah. I, I want right before you, we get out of here real quick. Dumbest NBA rule that we haven't said yet. Uh, dumbest NBA rule that we haven't said. So that eliminates three key offense, defense, and travel. What do you got? Um, I think the the hack a shack stuff yep. is trash. Very trash. I, I think it's ridiculous that you can foul a player away from the ball and put him on the line. I think if you're do like and just do that over and over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, come on. Find something new. Find something new. But the other thing, the other side of that coin, don't miss free throws. Yeah, very true. So I think like that's one that just kind of needs to be explored. As it stands right now, I think it kind of sucks. Yep, it really does. And that's how we're gonna end this episode of the Rhino Sports Talk podcast with Austin Drews. Drews's dimes is this segment here. Check out his stuff, sportscaboose.wordpress.com. It'll be linked in the description. He also has a mixtape, which I will link in there as well. And be sure to check out the rest of the stuff at rhinosportstalk.com.